1: Welcome to Healthy versus Toxic, the podcast where licensed mental health professionals explore what makes a relationship healthy or unhealthy or even abusive, all from a scientifically informed perspective.
2: Hello, this is Dr. Grande. Today's question is: how does borderline personality disorder affect romantic relationships? Now we talk about borderline personality disorder. We're talking about a cluster B personality disorder in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. This is the traumatic, emotional, and erratic cluster. We see that for borderline personality disorder, there are nine symptom criteria, and only five need to be met for a diagnosis of the disorder. The nine symptom criteria are frantic efforts to avoid abandonment, unstable or intense relationships, identity disturbance, impulsivity, suicidal behavior, affective instability, Chronic feelings of emptiness, inappropriate or intense anger, and paranoid ideation. So right away we can see, even if just five of these symptoms are met, that this could interfere with a number of different types of relationships, including romantic relationships. Interestingly, there haven't been a number of studies specifically on how borderline personality disorder is related to romantic relationships. One of the challenges here is that only about 20 to 30 percent of individuals with borderline personality disorder are dating, married, or cohabiting, so the entire population isn't available to sample. Additionally, conducting research on couples is more difficult than conducting research on individuals. One study that did take a look at this question was written by Bouchard and colleagues in 2009, and this study involved a total of 70 couples. 35 couples in the experimental group and 35 couples in the control group. Now, the kind of couples they looked at in this study specifically were male and female couples. And in terms of borderline personality disorder, the individual with borderline personality disorder in these couples was female. So that's the 35 couples in the experimental group. And the 35 couples in the control group, again, male and female, except the female in those couples did not have borderline personality disorder. So I'll refer to these again as experimental and controls. So, some information going into the study that was already known is that attachment related anxiety is elevated in couples that are under distress. Also, with couples that are in distress, communication is an important aspect. So, we see less mutual communication. We also see increased avoidance in relationships that are distressed and increased demand-withdrawal communication. Now, there's two types of demand-withdrawal communication when you're talking about a male and female couple. One example would be where the female is demanding and the male withdraws. And of course, the other one would be where the male is demanding and the female withdraws. So you have two different styles of communication there. And each has its own different difficulties associated with it. They're not identical in terms of the effect. This study had interesting results about romantic relationships and borderline personality disorder. We know here that 70% of the couples in the experimental group reported at least one termination of the relationship and a reunion. So we see a lot of relationship instability here in the experimental group. And I think this would not be surprising, again, given the symptom criteria associated with borderline personality disorder. A little bit more surprising would be that almost 50% of the men in the experimental group had at least one personality disorder. And 50% of the men in the experimental group would have been eligible for conduct disorder before the age of 15, which of course is one of the symptom criterion for antisocial personality disorder. So it's not that 50% of the males had antisocial personality disorder, but rather 50% met one of the criteria.
0: Welcome to the Bravery Academy. My name is Emma Ferris and I'm your host. This podcast is crafted to share the stories of courageous individuals who've overcome adversity and found the courage to live their best lives. We'll explore the science of well-being, courage and connection and interview top thought leaders, game changers and survivors. And it's from these stories that we learn what resilience is, how to heal, how to recover, and how to be brave.
1: Hi, I'm Matt Harris. Seton Tucker and I host the podcast Impact of Influence, which for two years covered in depth, Alec Murdoch, who was eventually convicted in 2023 of murdering his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul. That story continues to evolve, and we will cover that. Plus, we will tell you stories of other True crime events that have happened in the South. Please join us on Impact of Influence and give us a follow on the Impact of Influence Facebook page.
2: Other findings include that the women in the experimental couples, the individuals with borderline personality disorder, were much different than the women in the control group across a number of variables. The first is intimate partner violence. 73% of the women with borderline personality disorder experienced physical violence within the last year, in the context of a romantic relationship. We also see a large difference in terms of attachment style. The women with borderline personality disorder in the experimental group had a more insecure attachment style. They also had higher distress levels, and they had communication patterns that were that withdrawal demand type, but specifically were the female withdraws and the man demands. This is an interesting finding because usually when we think of a communication pattern associated with relational distress, we would look toward a pattern where the woman demands and the man withdraws. That's more associated with relational distress. But here in the experimental group, we saw, of course, the opposite. The last major difference we saw here was the relationship satisfaction. It was much lower for the experimental group as compared to the control group. However, there's an interesting finding in this area other than the relationship satisfaction simply being lower. If you look at the proportion of individuals that were classified as satisfied or not satisfied with the relationship, in the experimental group, 51% of the women were satisfied with the relationship, and 60% of the men were satisfied with the relationship. So even though the relational satisfaction was much lower than compared to the control group, the majority of individuals in those relationships still indicated they were satisfied with those relationships. There are a number of theories about what might explain this result, and one of those theories is that the insecure attachment style that's observed in the experimental group is associated with reporting having a satisfying relationship, so that attachment style really has a different view of what's satisfying and what's not. They're more likely to report they're satisfied. They're more likely to feel satisfied in a relationship as compared to people that do not have an insecure attachment style. But really, that's just one theory. As I mentioned, we really don't know what would cause that type of result. That's a bit of a surprising result considering all of those negative attributes about those relationships, the intimate partner violence, the insecure attachment style, the high distress levels, and of course, the communication patterns that are generally considered unhealthy.
1: Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Ars Longa Media. The producers for this show are Christopher Brightigan and Madison Linden. The executive producer is Dr. Patrick Beeman. For more content, please visit our website at arslonga.media. To leave feedback or suggestions, send an email to info at arslonga.media. To find more content from Dr. Grande, Including a link to his YouTube channel and his other Ars Longa podcasts, visit our website at arslonga.media. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as medical or mental health advice. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis.
0: Hi there.